0: Hi there, welcome to Inside MERS Investments. I'm Kristen Bellar, MERS General Counsel. I manage all of MERS legal and compliance matters. I'm here today with Jeb Burns, the Chief Investment Officer, who leads MERS investment team in managing over $15 billion of assets for pension and other financial accounts. Welcome to our first Inside MERS Investments podcast for 2023. I'm your host, Kristen Bellar, MERS General Counsel, and with me, as always, is Jeb Burns, MERS Chief Investment Officer. Happy New Year, Jeb. Happy New Year to you, Kristen. So it's 2023. Does a new year mean new market and economic projections? Will our New Year's resolution to outperform the benchmark be successful? To find out, let's dig right in. So Jeb, the numbers for 2022 are in. How did we do?
1: Well, it's a, it, it's a story of the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I'll start with, you know as we talked about last year, it was a difficult year. There's no question about that. I think all anyone needs to know is it was, I think, the first time in history that you had double-digit losses in stocks and in bonds. And we, we could talk a little bit more about why that happened. But the portfolio was down 10.24%. The good news is we outperformed the, the benchmark significantly. Uh, the benchmark was down 16.81%. So that's essentially about 6.5% outperformance. The result of that is we outperformed it every time period through 10 years. So on a relative basis, we're really proud of the outperformance we had. Our private markets did well, particularly uh, public markets towards the end of the year actually did well, Uh, also outperforming by uh, 190 basis points. That's almost 2%. Um, I think some other things we saw that were positive were active management outperformed. Over the last decade, is, was really a story of uh, passive indexes doing well. Everyone knows the S and P did well, the, the Barclays Act did well. It was a difficult time for active managers, but I think you know with inflation happening, coming out of COVID, supply chains shifting globally, it's a harder market to win, and active managers are doing much better. And we saw that all almost all of our active managers, regardless of geography, uh, cap size whether they were active ETFs or active managers with separate accounts, they all outperformed their benchmarks. So so it was, from that perspective, it was a good year. Uh, I think I could also say that one of the shifts we saw really in the last month of the year was a move out of the US into emerging markets and international stocks were doing much better. So we saw performance in emerging market small cap, Emerging market proper, emerging market debt, and in international stocks started to do better than portions of the U.S. market. So we're positioned that way. So we're we're hoping that you know the dreams of outperforming in you know 2023 may
0: happen. Yeah, I know the fourth quarter did end up on a little bit of an upswing. Um, do you think this is a shift in the otherwise abysmal trends that you mentioned from 2022, or just a blip on a continued slide overall?
1: Well, I I think markets are emotional. Everybody forgets that markets are made up of people, and uh, markets always see the downside going on forever just like they see the upside going on forever. We're disciplined, we take a longer term view, so we take that into account when we structure the portfolio. Um, But we saw, just I'll give you the real numbers, I mean, the total portfolio was up in the last quarter of the year 6.91%. I mean, that's, that's a big move at the end of the year. And I think what that was is markets were essentially they got oversold, you know, people got too pessimistic. Uh, you know we're seeing this year starting off uh, very strong, really uh, in, in every segment of the marketplace. And I think with that, you know, that's positive. I think what you're seeing is unemployment is still, you know, very low. Uh, we're not. People are worried about a recession, but we're actually not seeing it in the data. I mean, definitely you know, growth is slowing a little bit, but we're still having growth. Inflation is still an issue, but the rate of it is it's come back. Uh, so there's, there are some green shoots. The way we're positioned, we, we like our exposure to emerging markets. We like our exposure to international versus the US. Uh, we think that those areas are, are ready to, to grow, but there's still some, some warning signs on the horizon. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a pullback later in the year but our long-term positioning is pretty good. And I think one other thing that's positive is you think about China. So finally, they're coming out of COVID. We saw growth in the US coming out of COVID, right? People pent up demand. I mean, when you're, you know, you're stuck in your house for a year or so, you're ready to go. You're ready to, you're ready to go on vacations, you're ready to buy things. China's been locked down for three years. Uh, they are a large, large part of the global GDP. So that's going to be supportive, particularly of international markets. Europe in particular, they do a lot of business with China. Um, so that should, I think, uh, bolster the markets going into next year.
0: Jeff, you talked about the double-digit losses in stocks and bonds being a historic event. Um, how does this inform MERS's future strategy?
1: That's a, that's a good question. That somewhat nuanced answer is going to be required. But I, th- I think if we go back in history, we're we were last year really represents the end of 30-year Bull market bonds. I mean, you, know, you go back to the early 80s and, you know, bonds were returning over 8%. And then we went to a situation where, you know, returns were, real returns were negative. I mean, you were basically being paid for someone else to hold your bonds, or you actually, pardon me, you were paying someone to hold your <laughs> bonds for you. That's, you know, because we were in a deflationary environment. Well, we knew eventually that inflation would start to manifest itself, and that's really what's happened do i see us returning to two percent inflation anytime soon no i don't but i think we knew that when you know when you can you know when you've got a bond right now that's returning two percent and i can go out in the market buy one at four you're going to lose money it's simple as that so you're waiting for kind of an equilibrium to return to the fixed income markets that's happening so i think fixed income will still be challenged but i don't think we're going to see double digit you know negative returns in fixed income i don't think we're going to see that at all actually know from a strategic standpoint longer term we should actually benefit from higher inflation because you're going to be able to earn more in bonds so now a portfolio is going to start to work like it did historically that was one of the challenges that we had is you just couldn't make any money in bonds so people moved into hedge funds we moved into real assets because we felt that we could get kind of something between equities and fixed income Uh, but we also knew inflation was going to probably at some point rear its ugly head, and it, and it did.
0: So I saw the Fed again raise interest rates last week. Um, have we finally hit the bottom? Um, what is the near future looking like now that we've had some time to adjust to inflation?
1: Yeah, I talked a little bit about that. Our view is that inflation is going to stay higher for longer. Now that does not mean you know that we're going to see nine percent nine percent i i don't believe that that's going to happen and i think the fed's statement's pretty clear what it says is they're going to they're going to fight inflation you know they're committed to they're going to raise rates as long as they have to in order to get inflation under control so now they've lowered them less you're not seeing the 75 basis point increase um, but they're going to monitor it very closely uh, my view is that we're just going to see higher inflation The near you know the near to medium term and some of this has to simply do with you look at demographics Everybody out there Not just in the u.s. But globally they're trying to hire people You know populations believe it or not are actually shrinking Um, The baby boomers are actually going into the sunset. There's a smaller cohort of people following them That's going to keep upward pressure on wages. That's inflationary and then Coming out of, out of COVID, the reshoring and nearshoring, the moving of industrial production closer to home and also having duplication of production, that's inflationary because you have to, you have to build plants. You know, you, you know, now, it's not you know, just in time delivery, You've got to have, you have to have stocks of materials ready to be deployed to consumers because we've learned you know the risk of COVID is supply chains get shut down in a day, you can't meet your obligations, no CEO is going to sign up for that. So all these things are somewhat inflationary, um, so that's why I, I like our position. You know, I like our positions in real assets, in in, in minerals and mining, um, and frankly, you know, on the smaller cap side of of the the equity landscape, I, f- I feel pretty good with our holdings there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Aside from those the things that you just mentioned with demographics and inflation, you know, what else do you think will have the most influence on the markets as we look ahead to this fresh powder of 2023?
1: I think it's gonna be a year of discovery. I mean, I can't clearly answer that. There's so much sentiment built up around that we're going to have a recession. I still believe even if we have a recession, due to what I talked about with employment, that you could find a situation where um, maybe the markets don't do quite as well or profits are down for corporations because they're gonna to have to spend, again, they're gonna to have to spend more on retaining and finding employees and the reshoring and nearshoring is going to is going to increase costs of doing business, which eventually reduce profits. It just may not feel like the recessions we've known in the past, um, and I think that's where higher interest rates, even if they come down a little bit, that increase borrowing costs for corporations, that reduces their um, you know the profits that they're going to make. Um, so we're going to find out as the year goes on. But those are kind of the things that I'm keeping an eye on, and I think are probably going to be changes in the economic landscape that are you gonna know, probably persist persist for a little bit longer.
0: Do you do New Year's resolutions both in your professional and personal life?
1: Absolutely, I do a hundred. Um, actually I I think I have a hundred New Year's resolutions. I broke a couple, I think, on the second day. <laughs> yeah. I said I wasn't gonna have ice cream every day and that <laughs> fell apart literally within twenty two hours. Yeah
0: ice cream in January you're, yeah, a unique, you, you're a unique person.
1: You have to do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine, not that you ask, but mine is to actually save more of my kids' um, 529 accounts. College is looming down and with, inf- with you know, inflation will eventually impact education, I'm assuming, if it not, hasn't already.
1: You know, those are great New Year's resolutions. I actually made one to save more. And kind of bringing it back to the portfolio, when you have a shock you know, to the markets and, and the portfolio loses money, we're disciplined. So we are continuing to reinvest at lower levels and that pushes up those long-term returns and you know I talked earlier at the beginning about our, our you know our overweight international and emerging markets the valuations there are much more attractive than the US they're lower and we saw the benefit of that at the end of the year and I think that's something I think that's going to persist um, into 2023
0: well thanks job that's all the time we have today but look forward to talking to you again next quarter
1: next quarter's gonna be even better I can't wait thank you so much Kristen you're welcome
0: Look for another episode of Inside MERS Investments next quarter for continued great discussion on MERS investment performance and strategy. This podcast is intended as general information only and should not be regarded as investment advice.